love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Welcome back. We talk balls. Not sure what episode this is. Um, Phil? Don't remember. Congrats on the Boilers, number one AP. Yes, sir. Let's go. Boiler ball. Coming for it. Boiler ball. Number two. Hot. Boiler ball is hot right now. Um, hopefully it's not a, you know, every season thing where we hit number one and then tank and then lose in the Sweet 16. We'll see what happens. But very happy right now with how we're playing. Boiler ball is hot. Boiler ball. Do you think they legitimately have a shot to win the national championship? <laughs> um, I don't know if they legitimately have a shot or not. I mean, you get into looking at our roster and starting two freshmen. At some point, those freshmen are going to to have game, bad games. I mean, they really haven't yet, but it is going to happen. And I think in a tourney situation, it's just so much different than just regular season games. And I think the Big Ten does a really good job of uh, preparing you for that because every Big Ten road game ever is fast. Not fast, sorry. Competitive. Um so I think it does a good job of preparing them. I don't know about national championship this year, maybe next year. But yeah, Purdue ball playing good. Um, I could dive into that if you want me to, but I'm Fletcher lawyer is a dog. Um, the in the past, if any of you guys have watched Purdue basketball, I know Ginner does a little bit. Um, Painter's recruiting is pretty simple. Recruit a seven foot two guy and a bunch of shooters around him. Yep. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. It, it works. It, it works. And, and his, his team he has now is great for the style that he runs. Um, lawyer is not like Sasha, not like Klein. Um, doesn't have that quick trigger yet. I think that's just kind of, you know, getting into it a little bit, but he can do stuff that those two couldn't, which was, which is get to the basket. Uh, he can finish, he can create a pull-up jump shot. It, it, he is all around, in my opinion, better player than uh, Klein and Sasha. There's no better player than Klein when he gets hot. Yeah, no, no better shooter. No better shooter. He is a bucket. When he gets hot, that Tennessee game. Yeah. Be 16 or Elite Eight. I don't remember which one. Don't know no. if he missed. No, it was both. Yeah, because he, he missed. Yeah. No, it was Sweet 16, and then they played Virginia in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Sweet 16 game. We wouldn't have won that game if it wasn't for Brian Klein because he he was, I don't even remember, like seven of 10 from three point line in the second half. Yeah. Like, would have won the uh, lead eight game if Arms could grab a rebound. Don't remind me. I was screaming and yelling and throwing things. It's very, very, very rough time in the hotel you. room. I would have loved that. But yeah, Purdue basketball is pretty damn good right now. Number one, uh, honestly, shot should thought that it should have been done earlier. Uh, last week they should have been number one, but it's okay. Uh, we'll take it now. Let's see how long we can ride with that. We have Davidson on Saturday. Uh, Davidson's solid for the level that they are. They are. Um, we'll see if it if we win. Um, Saturday schedule. Wow. 
Yeah. Have you looked at it at all? No, I have not. You got 14, Indiana, going to number eight, Kansas. Number four, Alabama. Number 15, Gonzaga. Number five, Houston. Number two, Virginia. Um, Ohio State, North Carolina. That would be a good game. 16, UCLA versus 13, Kentucky. And then you round out the night at 1030 with number six, Tennessee, and number nine, Arizona. Damn. That Virginia-Houston game is going to be really good. It's really good. It's going to be very low scoring. It will be very low scoring, but it will be a very good game to watch. Yeah. Um, I definitely am going to try and watch that. Purdue plays, I think, at 6 – yeah, 6-15. The, the new Indiana uh, basketball tournament since, you know, the Hoosiers wanted to go ahead and leave and not play the Crossroads Classic. We went ahead and filled that in. Um. We should Saturday night. We should go check out your uh, UConn boys, Planet Hinkle, since you're Ooh. you're on the UConn bandwagon right now. UConn is pretty good. They should roll Butler. Is that who they play? I'm assuming. Yeah, at Hinkle. I don't know if it was a tournament. Yeah, they should definitely, definitely roll Butler. Um, Butler will be good in a couple years when Thad Mana gets everybody in. But right now they're just. I mean, they're all right, but. I mean, they have Eric Hunter Jr. on the team. I think people that don't live in Indiana don't realize how small Butler is. Yeah, no, it's they, very small. They saw the Gordon Hayward, the Brad Stevens era, and they're like, oh, Butler is a big East basketball team. But Butler is a ridiculously small school to be in the Big East. Yeah, I mean – I'll give it to Butler. That campus is beautiful, but that campus is probably the size of some big high school campuses. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not if very big at all. Took out if you took out the housing, like it yeah. would probably just look like Carmel. Yeah. yeah, Carmel has more kids. I'm pretty sure. Oh, probably. It's a very small campus. It's beautiful. Great place to watch basketball. That that yeah. is a awesome place to watch basketball. But best gym in the state. Butler's only got 5,000 students. Can't say it's the best gym in the state. What's the best gym? Can't say that. Newcastle? Are we talking college? If it's college, then obviously not. Not best atmosphere. Like, you're going to watch it. Oh, coolest gym. Yeah. Um, Seymour's pretty good. What the hell's going on? Are we talking high school or college? He said best best basketball gym in state. Fucking Greencastle. Greencastle. Greencastle, Indiana does have a pretty cool gym. Hate playing there. It's a cool gym. The Cade. Cade is a shooter's gym. Um, No, but honestly, Newcastle, the giant one. Yeah. College basketball gyms. If I'm ranking them. Big schools. I've never been to Notre Dame's, so I can't rank Notre Dame's. It's neat. Huh? It's neat. It's neat. For going off of just looking at it, I got to give it Hinkle. Hinkle's probably number one just because you you walk in and there's so much history there. Number two is definitely Assembly Hall, and that's close because Assembly Hall is a really cool place, as much as it pains me to say that. Watching a game at Assembly Hall sucks. Watching a game there, I the atmosphere is cool, but man, if you're up top, it's not even worth being there. 
No, it's like I'd rather watch it on TV because it's literally like a straight up. Well, you do watch it on TVs up there because you can't freaking see the court. Yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. design. Purdue's get, is so but basic, it does get loud. Purdue's is basic, but man, it's a cool place to watch a, watch a game just because the atmosphere, the paint crew is amazing. My but yeah, I like I like Mackey, but they need the, the, the chairs. Like, <laughs> oh, you don't like the benches. I don't no, like benches. The, suck. The hip they do suck. Fat ass that's like breathing on me. <laughs> and I think they do that. They can squeeze some more tickets out and just make people. Oh yeah, they do. Punch in. And I mean, it only holds fourteen thousand packed. So yeah. that place gets rowdy. It does. It, for all of our listeners, you need to make it out to a very competitive game at Mackey because it's great. Well, you um, got, you got, why don't you go to the Purdue game Saturday? I'm thinking about it. How much tickets? I have no idea. It can't be much because no, Gainbridge is a big place. And I mean, it, Ball State's the first game, so. Um. Here we go. Let's talk to Hoosiers $49. real quick. $49? Seems a little bit expensive for who yeah, I'm going to watch. For both. Mm. Wow. I mean, decent seats are pretty expensive. Yeah. When I used to go to Crossroads every year, and it was like $80 at least a ticket to you sit up way up top. In Ball State and Illinois State in the Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Hoosiers dropping two this last week. Um, lost to Nebraska on Wednesday by I don't even know sixteen. Oh, they, they beat Nebraska. Oh, they lost to Rutgers. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Beat Nebraska. My bad. Uh, lost to Arizona by fifteen. They lost to Rutgers before Rutgers. My bad. Yeah. What at Rutgers? That's not yeah a terrible loss. Hard to play. Rutgers kills Indiana schools. Just Rutgers does. Playing on the road in the Big Ten, it doesn't even matter where you're going. Like no, unless it's Northwestern. Even then, sometimes I mean it's hard. It's just hard to play on the road. Um, Though, in my opinion, one of the hardest play when they're when they're good. The hard one of the hardest places the Big Ten to play is Minnesota, because the barn dude. They get rocking in there, and it's not a shooter's gym. Which all not a shooter's gym. Has. Um, yeah, Indiana without this is this is might be a bold take, but Indiana's Indiana's not going anywhere unless they have put Shafino. They're not a good basketball team without him. Well, they need the back spasms are rough, dude. He's a guy that just he can score on his own, like he. Indiana yep. has a guy where you can just give him the ball and say, go score. Yeah. Which was their but, problem last year, their problem two years ago. So them having him, that's why they've been so much better. Yeah. I mean, you can you can say give the ball to Trace, but even then, he can only provide so much. Yeah. So if you're not getting any guard play out of anybody else, that's, without Hushafino, they are not going anywhere. I'm sure he'll be back soon, but – they need him for Saturday, that's for sure, if they want to have any any chance against Kansas. Backspaces are not fun, though. Which I know that's what he's gone through. Those are not fun to deal with. So playing never had one because I'm not a pussy. Playing through those very 
very, very difficult. So I'd imagine that he's going to be like, he's not going to be like coming back kind of 50, 50, 75%. He's going to have to be fully healthy to come back. So it could be a few more games too. I'll tell you what. Well, the, Hoosier wasn't the problem against Arizona. They put up 75 points. Arizona just outran. Yeah. Shot 64% from uh, inside the arc. That's pretty high. I mean, you're 89 points. It doesn't matter who it's against. That's – I mean, they just outscored them. Which, usually, IU has pretty solid defense. Maybe – Hutchfino's a better defender than we think. As far as any other college basketball goes, um, I don't really have much. I love to talk Indiana teams, so sorry if you're not from Indiana. Yeah. I do ride on some UConn, though. You are on the UConn train. I'm on the UConn train. Uh, Alabama. Um, First time Alabama basketball has been ranked higher than Alabama football since 2006. I I did um, watch Alabama. They're they're pretty damn good. Um, they're going to be a dark horse. I think not even a dark horse. They're ranked eighth, but they could they could be a threat in the the tourney. Yeah, I mean they're playing at Gonzaga on Saturday, so if they pick yeah, up, we'll see. They, Game of the weekend, Thank you. though. Yeah, I love to see it, and I love to see Gonzaga down, honestly, because I'm so tired of them playing in that easy ass conference, and you know, just just gliding through undefeated all the way to the tourney. It pisses me off every year. They they play nobodies all year long, go undefeated. I'd love to see the fact that they lost in the non conference games. I love it. You think they'll ever move to a bigger conference? I don't know. I don't know. Do they have a football team? Is that? No, they don't. They do not. I don't think so. Right. Like, I didn't know if that would play any part of it. I'm not against. I'm not on. I'm not taking a side here. I'm not on Gonzaga's side, but like, they when they get in the tournament, they do damage though. Like, they consistently make the Elite Eight or Final Four. Yeah. People just like. From your side, they just like to see them lose non-conference games. So they played Texas, who was ranked first, and they lost. They lost to Purdue, who was ranked first now. They lost to Baylor by one on a missed buzzer beater. And then they also beat Kentucky and Michigan State. So it's not like – It's not like they're bad. No, it's not like they're bad. Yeah. I mean – I just like to see them lose every now and then. They won't be, they won't be the unanimous number one overall seed. Like no. That. No, I mean, the rest of their schedule going out is dog water besides Alabama. So, with, like, and then obviously I know a little bit more about college football, but with college football doing all the conference realignment stuff, will that, like, affect a lot of, like, obviously basketball teams like UCLA and USC are going to be joining the Big Ten and the conferences are going to be shifted. But do you think we'll see teams – shift conferences for basketball purposes too, rather than just football? Like Gonzaga maybe joining like a Pac-12 or Big 12 or something like that? I don't know. Maybe. I know there's not much money in the basketball. 
platform as football, but still. Well, I think the biggest difference is that college football, you play 12 games and eight of those are in the conference. Two of those are kiss your sister games to get the team loose. So, like, kiss your sister games. Yeah, kiss your sister. So, like, Gonzaga still played four, five top 10 teams while staying in their shitty conference. So, I feel like I, there's more in football to get better competition throughout the entire year. And I guess with it being 68 teams versus four, and then automatically, why would they leave their conference? About to be 12. But uh, why would they, I guess, them leaving their conference where they're guaranteed to walk through and probably win the conference every year? I guess there is no incentive for them to move because they're going to have that automatic bid regardless of who they play beginning of the year. All right. Where do you want to slide, Phil? What? Bucks and Pacers? Where do you want to slide to? Yeah, I want to slide to the NBA real quick. Because we really have not talked about it on this show. Yeah. Sorry for not being diverse. I have two major gripes with the NBA. It sucks to watch. We can start we can start with those or we can end with those. Oh, go ahead. We'll start with them. Okay. First of all, the NBA, I guess one, I'll start with the small one. This one, I understand that they're in the NBA, and this has always been a thing. Even when I was younger and I was into the NBA, I'd always see highlights about it. Why the hell do they never call travels? I don't know. It just, pisses me off. They literally just, like, like that's the biggest – when I picked up a basketball at, like, three or four, like, the first thing my parents taught me to do was dribble because that's the main rule of basketball. I don't know if you guys saw LeBron's dunk last night. Yeah, you sent it to me. He got a steal at the opposite free throw line and didn't dribble until he got to half court. He took at least six steps just running with the ball. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, I will agree with you there. It pisses me off to see they don't call travels, carries, double dri- – they don't call anything. And it takes away from the game because you see – you go all these college games – and refs are all over that shit. I mean, all over that. But high school basketball, same thing. Even when you're growing up playing, you know, is that is the number one call is travels or double dribbles. Well, it's then the you, it's like rule of basketball. You can't yeah. that's a dribble. You can't and then you get to the NBA and it's like, okay, you made it to the NBA. You don't need you don't have to worry about that anymore. We're never gonna call it. Get why it. is that? I said why, you, why do you think that is? I think it's just because they want to they want to put more more points up on the board and please the fans. I honestly don't. I I don't know if there is a reason why the reason would be. Oh my gosh! No, the, he literally caught the ball at the free throw line and ran to half court before dribbling. The uh, it could they just be the refs don't want to take the shit from the players because the players are just so used to it now. So well, they call travel there. He freaks out. Yeah, so, I yeah. understand. Like the what do they call it? The gather. The gather step. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes they expand that to like three steps, which is okay. But legitimately take grabbing the ball and running with it. Like right. Sense. Well, like Westbrook last year, a couple of years ago, when he just started walking and then he was confused as to why they called it. Yeah. Well, and, and then it, it took them it took them like six, seven steps of him walking with the ball for them to right. Like, like if he would have threw a dribble down one step earlier, they probably weren't gonna call it. No. 
It just that that does irritate me, Curtis. Uh, it, I I agree with you there. The NBA altogether is just not as appealing to watch as college hoops because there's no defense. And not that I'm a big defensive basketball guy. Like I love seeing. I don't like seeing low scoring games, but. Like, it's just not competitive almost in the NBA. I mean, they're scoring 120, 130 points, it seems like, every night. Yeah, it's, right. It, you show up and it's whoever, whoever shoots. It's like AAU. It's literally like watching AAU basketball. Well, it's like I saw uh, – I'm on the side of – I am I hate LeBron James, and I have no problem saying that. For different reasons than just his basketball, I just do not like the guy. So I get a, I'm on the hatred side of LeBron TikTok. But last night, they that game with the Celtics, and they're going back and forth, and it's like a two-point game. And he literally just did not play defense on a wide-open three. Like, 30 seconds left, just stood there. Like, And that's how the whole game is. It's just they don't play defense till the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I don't like LeBron either, and I'm, I'm in the same st- stand as you. And it, that goes back a while. I don't like him as a player or a person, honestly. But he just he bitches too much. He is such a bitcher. It's not even it's not even just him. It seems like all of the all NBA. You flip on any NBA game and you can't make it thirty seconds without see some seeing a player bitch about something or flop. Right. Versus in college, like obviously you know some calls sometimes dictate right a reaction, but for the most part, some doesn't go their way. They just you know chin up, keep moving, and like <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe we sound like old heads, but I guess. What's your second gripe, Curtis? Well, that I was going to lead right into it. The entertainment back of NBA is just not there anymore. So I'm assuming you guys saw the dunk that Zion had at the end of the Suns game. Yeah. yeah. I think, what was it? They were up like five with 10 seconds left. And instead of running out the clock, he had a fast break, did a 360 windmill. It was sick. It was awesome. And then immediately all the Suns players get in his face, get pissed off. The media gets pissed off. I, in my lifetime, I've probably been to 20 Pacers games. There was only one thing I remember from the Pacers game in my entire life was Paul George doing a reversed 360 windmill. Yeah. Believe against the Clippers. And I was at that game. And that is the only Pacers memory I have of being at the game. So I like the viewership's down. They know that. Like the finals don't even get watched really. Like you lost by five points. You play eighty-two games. Big deal if he does a three-sixty dunk that probably I don't know ten percent of the league can do. Like that, it. it's if we're being what honest I with that. What I don't get is like the NBA. Look at the NBA and how they play. And they get paid millions of dollars and then go watch a football game on Sunday. And w- the difference in how hard they play, not to say that the, some of the NBA players don't play hard, but the difference is in from the NBA to in the NFL and how hard they play is ridiculous. Even the MLB, like you don't see MLB pitchers going out and just being like, ah, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw good today. I mean, no, like, you're not gonna watch. You're not gonna flip an MLB game on, and it's nine to zero in the seventh inning. The guys aren't just gonna stand in the box, and be like, "Oh, all right, I'm out of here." Yeah, they're, yeah, they're trying they're to get there still. Every at bat, yeah. trying to get there still. 
Yeah, it's just, it doesn't. It is the in my. I agree with you, Curtis. I think the league is just going down. It's going downhill, and I don't know if they know how to like what to do. It sucks because like like you guys like grew up going to Pacers games. Loved it. Loved Reggie Miller, Danny Granger, beginning of Paul George era. Loved it. Loved watching basketball. And like I wanna I wanna get back into it. I really I've tried to sit down and watch games, and I just it's just so hard. Growing, growing, I will. Like, I thought basketball. Basketball was my favorite sport growing up. Like, getting two K for Christmas was like the greatest yeah. thing in the world to me. And my my nephew is in that state right now. He loves NBA. He's always watching highlights, like seeing cool dunks and stuff. And I just feel bad because I'm like, dude, he's gonna get older. And he's probably gonna hate it. Like, yeah. I, I hate it. I will say that. If you guys have not watched any Pacers games this year, despite all of the things that are wrong with the NBA, the Pacers are pretty damn fun to watch. They are. Just, they, they're pretty – I mean, the youth is – they are so fun to watch. They play with energy for the most part. Defense still needs some work a little bit. Give up too many points. It's Halliburton. Halliburton's a dog. I was so pissed when we traded away Sabonis. Cause Sabonis I'm glad we did. The bonus, the bonus was a stunt. In 15 every game. I didn't know we were going to – how good Hal Burton was. Yeah. He's he's a dog. He he elevates his team so high. But, see, the thing with that is, like, we got all this young talent, like Mathurin, Stud, Hal Burton, Stud, and, like, a few other young guys. But at the end of the day, we're in Indiana. We've never signed big stars unless they really, really wanted to stay like Reggie. Yeah. We just can't. So you, the Pacers have realistically such a short window to compete because they got to get their young guys on their rookie deals and hopefully they can win, compete for the. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, and which sucks as a fan because it's not like Indianapolis is that super tiny market either. Like, right. Well, but in terms think, of like with the power, like the super teams, like you're not going to go out and sign a Kevin Durant or anything like that. Like you just can't compete with guys wanting to play in LA, Miami, New York. No, that, that, it's the personalities. Like NBA players want to live this like lavish celebrity Broadway style. style. They want to live in LA, they want to live in Miami, they want to live in New York. Like look at look at all the teams that have star star players that they paid big bucks for. They're all on the coast, like except for Milwaukee. Except for Milwaukee, yeah. But like that's just how it is. And that's versus like Colts players, it's easy for the Colts to bring in free agents. Yeah. yeah. They don't really I don't think they care. Like it's not a big deal to them where they live. No. All right. I got one take from a fellow listener. Wait, what what sport is this? NBA. Okay. Yeah. That's why we're we're going over it now. Where's it at? Well, I want to while you're looking for it, I'll say it right here. Uh, I was checking the Pacers score right now. They're up by 20 at halftime. And Steph Curry has 27 points at half. And the Warriors are down 20. Okay. Yeah. Oh. The, I don't know necessarily know if this is a hot take because I kind of agree with it, but 
Mason Tharp, who's a fellow listener, says that Trey Young, Shea Gilgis, I think is how you pronounce that, I and Zion. Let's go SGA. Yeah. Yeah, SGA. And Zion will never win an NBA MVP award. And I don't disagree with that because, one, personally, I'm not a fan of Zion. I think he's hurt too much, and I just don't I don't see what he brings in the style that the NBA plays in now more than just dunking. Yeah. I bet and, out of that three, Trey Young's obviously the most. Yeah, and even yeah. then, I don't think he can do it. He's too inconsistent. Yeah. Young Young is very good, but he will have 13 assists, and then the next night he'll have 13 turnovers. Yeah. And one but, night he'll drop 40, and the next night he'll drop 10 and miss 10 threes. But um, his style of play, like, think about all this. Fits. Yeah, like, it does fit. It fits. He's, I feel like out of that, those three, he's the most likely. No, SGA. <laughs> Where's he play? Is he Oklahoma Thunder. City? He's averaging 31.2 this year. Yeah, he he is. He's I mean, good. third on scoring Dude, points per good. game. He is good. He he is very good. Um, he he's definitely the most likely to win. I think uh, him the, or Trey Young. The Thunder just have to be good. Yeah, like, and that that plays a huge role in the decide MVP voting. We can talk about that all day. That's the most stupidest award ever in all sports. But um, he he, he the Thunder. You're right. The Thunder have to be good. And they're just not right now. And then on the on the opposite side, if the Pelicans are good, because the Pels are good right now, they're so good all around that it's not just Zion right. being the reason. He also submitted one more hot take before uh, we end this episode. Um, he says that Ja Morant will never win a championship with the Grizzlies. Hmm. I don't know. They got I a don't, lot of talent over there. Like they do have a lot of talent. I like I like the Grizzlies. I I like John Morant. I think he's great. He's awesome. Um, so much fun to watch. Like, he's a good guy off the court, as far as I know. Um, and I don't really have any problems with him. <clears throat> he's very consistent, in my opinion, and he knows how to play within his game. I think. They would have to get on like a hot streak, obviously going into the tournament and get like you know, be some teams they shouldn't. But anything can happen in basketball. They just got to get some more, yeah, some more dudes. The problem is the West. Yeah, the West it's is hard. Good. It's always it's been like that. I feel like since Forever. I was like you're telling me. So the the twelve right now, the Lakers are twelve. You're telling me you put them in a seven game series with any team in the Western Conference, they could win four games just because they have LeBron AD. The Timberwolves with with Ant and Cat, like, they could do that. The Warriors are 10th right now. Like, yeah, and the Warriors look like a championship team some nights. Yeah, the West is just – it's just tough. Like, any, any of these teams yeah. be any top team. Like, I don't think the Pelicans are going to walk away with the West like – the Bucks could with the East, or the Bucks have with the East. Yeah, Bucks or Celtics. Are the Celtics. Hey, not good. Celtics. Are Celtics are good with the Bucks, but I mean, in history's past, the Bucks have walked through the East. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back, 
you think the West, just because you said it, NBA players like to live that lifestyle. You think that they just choose to sign out there more just because they want to play somewhere where they can live that style. So that's why the West is always good. I think it's because the West like previously had talent and with how the NBA is in terms of super teams that rather than like just going out and join, like partially just having that warmer weather, like, cause obviously basketball is a winter sport. So getting to live in Cali during December, January, and February is obviously nice, but like just joining teams out there just makes more sense than nobody wants to go play in Charlotte. Like, you know what I mean? Or Indianapolis or Detroit. Like, let's go play at LA. Or I mean, you got, four, you got four teams in California and we're seeing the same thing with baseball. Yeah. I mean, baseball is an outdoor sport, so obviously you want to play in nice weather all year, but like the Padres, the Dodgers, even though even though yeah. the Angels aren't good, they have Shohei and Mike Trout. Like right, they people just players just want to play in California. Yeah. Also, do you see? Uh, Phil, you're talking about John Moran as a person. He tipped that. Yeah, I saw that. Five hundred dollars. And like a Denny's. Yeah, she's like, you. She goes, you're an athlete, aren't you? He's like. Yeah, I play basketball. She goes, are you going to make it to the league? He said, I'm already in it. <laughs> uh, real fast, you guys were talking about, like, fixing. What do you guys think needs to be done in order to change the NBA to be more competitive, more entertaining? Well, they need to stop calling pussy fouls, for one. They need to let them play. Um, th- I, th- it needs to be to the point where it's just like you need to let guys who are going to play hard play hard, and it these superstars just don't. I mean, AD takes a night off every other game, so yeah. like it's just the mindset in the players they can do whatever they want, and they need to just start punishing them for it. Like eighty-two games, I don't think they do back-to-backs anymore. I think no. If they do, it's rare. I think they got rid of that oh, during the got rid of it last year or two years ago. The COVID scheduling stuff. I, I don't – like baseball plays 162 games. They have two off days a month. Yeah. yeah. With double headers thrown in between, which obviously baseball is a lot less damaging. Yeah. But football, football players are getting physically abused 17 times a year. Like a week yeah. after week. Yeah. Yeah. This has been another episode of We Talk Balls. We appreciate all you guys for listening. Please follow us on social media. Instagram is WTBallsPod. We also have a TikTok up now. Just look up We Talk Balls. Make sure you reach out to Phil and pressure him to post more videos so that we can grow this. Uh, We'd appreciate it if you told your friends. uh, Share the podcast. Put it on your Instagram story. Anything helps and is appreciated. Be sure to tune in later in the week for NFL Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed this hoops.